A reading from John 2, 18-22. Then the Jews demanded of him, What miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. The Jews replied, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple. You are going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. It's really hard to overstate how significant the presence of the temple was in Jerusalem and in the, in the everyday lives of the people. Uh, Eric, you and I have both been to Jerusalem a number of times, and anyone who's been there, and even if you look at the old you know, models of the city, it is just this giant edifice. Uh, it's the Capitol building plus the Twin Towers plus you know the skyscraper in Dubai, all in one. It's just the most dominant thing on the skyline, the most dominant thing in the center of the city, and the most dominant aspect of everyone's lives, the temple, the temple, the temple. Your whole life was built around the temple and the systems of the temple and the religion of the temple and the dailiness of the temple. And for Jesus to come along and have this statement, you know, this temple will be destroyed in three days, uh, we'll build it again. And then he's really talking about his body. What he's doing is he's shifting the focus of the whole faith from the temple to himself. He's shifting the whole thing from religion to relationship with him. He's shifting from systems to the Savior. And uh, it's a massive shift. It's, it's turn your eyes, turn your attention, not to that huge edifice in the middle of the city, but onto me. Uh, be in relationship with me. I, in my death, those three days in my resurrection is what you really need. You need my salvation. And um, just a massive shift in emphasis for the people. And also, I think still to this day, we I need that shift sometimes. Oh yeah, it's all about him. It's all about relationship with him. It's all about salvation from him. It's all about what he did in the cross and the resurrection. Uh, Lord, help me keep my attention on him. I can't help but think about uh, the way John uses language. Uh, in the second chapter of First Corinthians, Paul, I, I don't know if he says this exactly, but he ta he's talking about the power of language when it's filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this, these kind of metaphors or almost figurative language here in the Gospel of John. It's all over the place. But, you know, he, he, he kind of like he sometimes explains the parables uh, here he says, destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. And, he, and then he says, uh, but the temple he had spoken of was, but then it says, but the temple he had spoken of was his body. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, I think, you know, if you're not, you know, reading in the Bible a lot, you're not going to see that necessarily right away or maybe for a long time because the language the way uh, Jesus is using language here, the people that are sort of appalled don't get it. Right. They don't really totally. say what he is saying. They don't accept what he is saying. He's mm -hmm. just another person that's interfering with their daily stuff. And, but 
This is exactly why Jesus came into the world. It needed the interference, the presence of the Son of God to start to recalibrate where humankind was moving because it was moving away from God at lightning speed. Hmm. And Jesus is, you know, come up to Jerusalem, which is in a way totally unreceptive to him. There are people who want to believe and there are others who want to attack him and, you know, and, and, and punish him. Hmm. But it's a holy city. It's David's city. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jesus knows exactly what he's doing. And he knows he's going to get tremendous opposition. I think that's in his DNA at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 